0: Welcome to the Kohler Mania show, where we focus on God and family. Today, we have some great things we want to talk about, and it's kind of a controversial topic um, that's being discussed right now, but uh, we wanted to kind of get into it today, so some hot things to talk about. I am Tanya. Uh, Michael. And we are going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, So the hot topic right now in the Christian community is uh, Halloween. It is October and we want to just talk about Halloween and what it means and just a lot of uh, what it represents, what it means and represents kind of the same thing, but really get into it a little bit deeper um, from a Christian perspective
1: yeah it seems like a innocent issue, you would think you know let's just have some fun dress up in some costumes yeah. and have some candy and you know what's what's the problem you know and and the problem is there is little goes back to the origins of the holiday, so I wanted to take a quick second. Some may be familiar with some of these origins others others not, but just to get that in the forefront of the the real issue for this holiday traces back to its to its origins, and the tradition originated from the the pagan holidays that celebrated the dead and the occult, you know, evil spirits. Uh, it's an obvious time of the year. Uh, leaves are dying yeah. uh, that, you know, people want to celebrate or appease the dead as things look like they are dying and going cold for the winter. And, you know, there was a lot of fear in the past, especially of the dead and evil spirits and that they would come to, to the forefront during this time of the year. And so there was a lot of pagan holidays celebrating or at the very least, maybe appeasing the dead and the evil spirits associated with the dead. It's just common during this time in the year of the fall. Um, the historians say that the most direct link with was with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Looks like Samhain when you see it, but it's an old Gaelic word pronounced Samhain. When people would light uh, bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts, Um, They believed that during this time of the year that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world would break down during Samhain, allowing for more interaction between humans and the spirits of the other world. So this was kind of a very scary time of the year. And what they would do is they they would leave treats outside of their house to appeal and appease to the evil spirits, kind of the origins of trick or treat. You don't give me a treat, I'm going to do something to you. Um, They would also wear costumes to scare off the evil spirits or disguise themselves so the evil spirits wouldn't recognize them. Uh, People would carve out pumpkins and gourds and other things and put candles in there to ward off the evil spirits. Um, You have jack-o'-lanterns. The word jack is actually a nickname for the devil or sometimes used loosely for an evil spirit. So this is like an evil spirit or devil lantern the jack-o-lantern used all used to ward off evil spirits or or the devil there was some traditions also that the jack-o-lantern was an ancient symbol for a damned soul named jack who was who was now a spirit who who could not enter heaven or hell so he just so kind of wandered around in the darkness with with this lantern until judgment day so um He also had other traditions like bobbing for apples was a Roman addition to the holiday where Mm -hmm. they added some ceremonies honoring their goddess of of fruit and trees. Um, The old England versions of Halloween had trick or treat where kids would dress up like these evil spirits, knock on doors and pretend to be these evil spirits saying, give me a treat or I'll do something to your house. You know, what's your choice? Trick or treat. Which do you want? So these were kind of the traditions that were brought over to the United States with colonization. Tracing all the way back to the Celtic holidays of Samhain, uh, celebrating and appeasing the dead. So it, that kind of brings up the issues: um, Should Christians be celebrating such a pagan, occultic holiday that's all about evil spirits? This is not a Christian holiday. Um, now there have been there have been artificial attempts to make it a Christian. Holiday. The first was in the eighth century. Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor martyrs of the Christian faith, or later All Saints, all the saints who had died. Um, and that was originally a holiday in May, and he moved it to November first, called it All Saints' Day, um, with October thirty-first being the eve of that holiday, became known as All Hallows. Eve, ah, which mm-hmm. is the origin of our name, Halloween. It yes. kind of just got shortened really quickly when people said it really fast. Um, so at least the the name of the holiday has some Christian origins. Um, but the idea was if we're going to have a holiday about the dead, let's have it about the dead in Christ, you know, but, but this never caught on. You know, we, we might have a mention of it in church and probably just in your liturgical churches that this particular Sunday is All Saints Day you know, but that's it. We don't really celebrate all saints day. Everything is, is celebrating Halloween, not all saints day. This, this day is all about ghosts, goblins, witches, and, and, and the devil. Um, so is, is that okay for Christians to participate in it?
0: Well, you know, you know how I feel about this. Uh, I think this has been a topic of discussion here for, I don't know, as long as we've been married. Um, And I have had a lot of pushback on this from Christians. And, you know, I'll just go back a little bit further than that. Before I was a Christian, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about right now, but like before I was Christian, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Right. So for me to celebrate in this holiday is no big deal. It's a bunch of candy, dress up and you walk around. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I did that as a young kid because my family, uh, my, my parents were not believers and I'm not saying anything against Christians that, that celebrate now, like this entire, um, episode is really to think about, think outside the box and think about what the Lord wants for your family and really look at the scriptures and what you should be doing. Um, and so as I got older, um I think those costumes became either uh more on the evil side or more kind of uh I guess seductive type of outfits like superwoman and things like that. And really it's not it's not glorifying it's not glorifying anyone. It's not glorifying God, it's not glorifying anyone. But of course I wasn't a believer, but uh I have issues with this. Especially with us having, you know, a small young child that's five years old and, you know, we're trying not to be of the world and it's just being pushed. It's being pushed even, even in churches, even in our Christian communities where we're not different.
1: Yeah. So I guess the, you know, the counter argument to all this is that it's all just innocent fun, just getting some candy and plus the big counter-argument is all our major holidays have pagan roots. Look at the Christian yeah. holidays of Easter and Chris- Christmas. Uh, all your pagan holidays around December was a celebration of the birth of a pagan goddess or god. And um, all your pagan ce- celebrations around spring were celebrations of of new life. All your Christmas trees, your wreaths, the eggs, Easter bunnies. You can trace back to pagan traditions Um and so you know is is it the same thing as 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 halloween the term easter itself is a reference to one of these pagan goddesses the anglo-saxon goddess of spring and fertility you know why that's why many christians prefer to call the holiday resurrection resurrection sunday so you know christianity swallowed up a lot of these pagan holidays and used the pagan traditions to celebrate the birth of the one true god and the resurrection and new life at easter to to celebrate the resurrection and new life of of jesus um so um you know is it is it the same and you know i to me i think that the issue is is kind of is kind of different i mean it's it's with the case of of christmas and easter the question is is it okay to celebrate a christmas holiday that had some pagan origins to it as far as some of the traditions um as to when it was celebrated and and some of the traditions that were used, like mistletoe and elves and Yule greetings and reindeers and bunnies and stuff like that, um, is it okay to do that? But it, it, in the case of Halloween, the question is different: Is it okay to celebrate a pagan a pagan holiday with pagan origins and a, a pagan holiday that celebrates evil? It is still one of the major holidays in the in the satanic church and among witches um they it, they celebrate that and it, there's really this is not a christian holiday that has incorporated or had some some pagan uh origins in the past this is a very pagan holiday with pagan origins and not just pagan but a celebration of everything dead um and evil and should we I mean, it kind of goes a step further than than with Christmas and Easter. There are people that there are Christians that won't celebrate Christmas or Easter. We celebrate it all the time every day in every Sunday in church and every day of our lives, so we don't need a special holiday with with some of these pagan um origins to it, but th- there's few that do that, but it goes even there's more Christians that have an issue with Halloween because it's not a Christian holiday that incorporates some pagan issues. It is a very pagan holiday that has pagan origins with uh, a very evil dead kind of emphasis.
0: Yeah, I think I I still continue to have issues with this, even to this day. I know we've been talking about it and, you know, our daughter who's five um, is asking us questions as we've been, you know, most of her life. And now she's a little bit older to understand that there's things out there and, And people talking about it a little bit more but you know just kind of emphasizing for our family we do not celebrate this Um, for our family we made a decision even before she was born that we would not participate in um, anything that would be evil or you know how does it glorify god and those are the things that we've been talking to her about that you know her heart needs to be ready um, as Peter says, to give a hope for the reason that's within you, um, why we do the things we do. Like, why are we trying to set ourselves apart from the world? And um, th- the thing that that gets me is, you know, I hear a lot of people that say, "Well, it's just we're just we're just gonna dress up as a little pumpkin, and we're just gonna we're just gonna get some candy, or we're gonna dress up as princesses and." These things seem innocent when you're young, right? But it seems to open the door um, for further things to come in later in life. And, uh, you know, for, for me and for us, it is very difficult to train up a child with the roots of Christ. When we have it all around us in the Christian community or even in the church. So you've got other children dressing up and your child's like, why isn't that happening? Do they not believe in Jesus? It's not that. It's more about how are we honoring God and how are we different from the world
1: yeah, and you know, I can I can see where where Christians can be kind of conflicted on this. I know I grew up in a family that was a bit con- conflicted about it, and went back and forth. I mean, we started out. My brother and I went trick or treating. I have memories of that of of uh, going trick or treating and going door to door to get some candy, and that was fun. And then there was times where my parents felt convicted that this was just not a good holiday for us to celebrate it, and so we we weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating or or to to dress up um, for a great period of of time. Uh, And then I noticed when my my sisters were born and came came along, they were younger than than I was. My parents kind of went back to allowing some some things for them to celebrate and dress up some and maybe go to the neighbors and get some some candy and knock on their door. Um, So my family was a little conflicted growing up on what to do about this. But certainly my family was like, you can't have anything to do with the occult. You know, there was there was no celebration of ghosts and goblins. You couldn't dress up like a witch or a ghost we couldn't watch horror movies or anything to deal with with the ghosts cuz that's the spirit realm and it's not dealing with angels and good spirits that's all dealing with with evil spirits and we're we're not going to celebrate that we're we're not going to expose our our children to any of that so my family definitely drew a line there but as far as whether we should participate in a holiday that's all about ghosts and goblins and witches, my, my family growing up had was a little conflicted. And I think a lot of other Christians are conflicted. And the Christian church as a whole, I think, is a bit conflicted going back to history when when Pope Gregory the Third moved the holiday um over to November 1st to try to counteract this celebration of the dead and make it about celebrating the dead in Christ. Um just trying to to compete with that. But Um, the holiday is, is so much fun, I think for kids and it makes it hard for parents when they see other kids having fun and just wanting to get candy and dress up who doesn't want to do that. Um, and it it makes parents a little conflicted about, about what to do, especially as we see other Christians participating in this holiday in some way, shape or form.
0: I just keep thinking about what Jesus said, John 17. I have given John 17, 14. I have given them your word, and the world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. So, how are we any different as believers and followers of Jesus Christ if we're participating in a holiday that is pagan, a holiday that celebrates the dead, a holiday that we try to uh, say that it's just innocent? you're participating in something that the Lord is, you know, clear in scripture as we've read. Um, and, uh, and we'll read that. We'll read through some of these verses here, um, that you and I have read, um, before making this episode, but it, it really truly makes it hard. Um, especially for like believers like us, when we're trying to do the best we can And this is just one area with Halloween. Um, Another thing that I hear pretty often is, but this is the biggest day of the year that people come to our house and get candy. Even if that wasn't the case, shouldn't we as believers being out there speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ on a daily basis, not just on October 31st handing out candy. I mean, They've got candy for track, like tracks, uh, with the verses on them, um, for candy and things like that, you can give away. And, you know, I have, I have thought about that. And I think you and I have with, we've wrestled with that, um, previously because, oh, well, if they come then we could pray for them and, you know, but really do I have the opportunity to, uh, give the gospel at the moment that these children are just coming up and the parents are standing by, you know, the lawn and they're getting candy for me. Like, it's not not something that I want to participate and I don't want to help young children go astray. And, you know, people probably might think, okay, this is a radical view. And it is, but as you know, (laughs) you know me, That this isn't something that I truly, I I, I truly despise this whole origin and being mixed up in the world where we get like eyes that are just glazed looking at us like we're out of this world. And we're absolutely crazy from even people within our own communities.
1: Well, you know, and I I could see the argument a little bit for. For using this as an outreach opportunity, use anything we possibly can as a means of outreach. And here you got a captive audience; people are coming to you. You don't even have to go knock on doors; people are knocking on your own door, and you can sit there and and, and share the love of of Jesus and and give them some some candy that has some scripture on it, John three sixteen or something. And but are they and, gonna really read it? Yeah, it's you know there there definitely could be arguments on on how effective that's that would that would be but i mean as as far as being right or wrong if if that's the only way we are participating in the holiday is to instead of handing out candy hand out a tract to people that come to our door and look for opportunities to share the gospel to anybody that comes to to our door you know maybe that's not necessarily participating in Uh, celebrating the dead, but rather witnessing to those who are participating in a holiday that celebrates the dead. But I I can also see the argument of just making a firm line um, around the holiday whatsoever. I think the, the problem that comes about as parents is when we start to be a little ambivalent, a little conflicted, a little compromising about what we allow our children to do in the culture. Mm -hmm. And it sends conflicting messages on whether something is right or wrong. And if, you know, we may do, allow our child to do some innocent things when it comes to, to Halloween, just get some candy and, and just dress up as a princess or something like that. But what happens when they become teenagers And, you know, now they want to dress up as a witch and now they want to dress up as a devil or they want some really spooky, evil ghost like picture painted on on their face. And they want to go to a friend's house that's 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 spending the night on Halloween. And now we're going to play with a Ouija board that that pretends, quote unquote, to talk to the dead, uh, an act uh, specifically prohibited in the Bible. Um, You know, are we leading our children down a path that they may take further than what we intended, and um you know, is that our role as parents is it Is it better to make a more firm distinction with this that say, no, we are called to be different, we are called to be salt, we are called Amen. to be light,, yes. and um, we are not going to participate in any kind of holiday that is a not only has the origins but is still yeah. a holiday that celebrates everything that is evil, everything that is haunted. Evil spirits, yeah. ghosts, goblins, witches, witches are very real in this world today, yes. and they still have this as one of their major holidays. Yes. there are Satan worshippers out there, and this is still one of their major holidays. You know this is almost really this is a pagan evil holiday. We may not use it that way, but you know do we need to draw a line saying we we will have no part in this? I just reminds me of verses like ephesians five eleven that says, "Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness." but rather expose them. First yeah. Thessalonians 5.22, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So we're to have no part in evil. We're to abstain from every form yes. of evil. There should be a very distinct distinction with us as to where the line is between good and evil. And we are staying well away way, um, from that line. And uh, we're not going to send any conflicting messages to our children uh, to where they then take even further than what we intended.
0: Yeah. Aren't we raising up an army for Christ? I mean, don't we want to stand up against the culture and even these small things, right? Um, We, we stand up, but you did mention Ouija board. And I wanted to kind of say something really quickly about that because um, I know as a young child, I actually um, played with the Ouija board uh, with uh, one of my family members and you know we were messing around we you know we were thinking okay this isn't like moving whatever but you know as i um came to know the lord i know it was probably about 11 years ago a, a really good friend of mine we were kind of sitting here in the living room and we were watching an old um teaching by chip ingram and he was doing spiritual warfare and he actually was talking and when he was talking cuz um, spiritual warfare is real um and this these this holiday kind of brings that out but anyway chip ingram mentioned uh if you've played with the Ouija board stop right now and pray so ask for forgiveness because y- you just don't know what you're inviting into your your heart your soul your mind and so i I immediately you know confess my sin I know the lord forgave me so if anybody of our listeners have played with the Ouija Boy. I ask you right now to stop and pray, ask the Lord to forgive you because Leviticus 1931, it says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers, do not seek them out. And so make yourself unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. Um, I mean, it's very clear. We aren't to be messing with those kind of things. And then, you know, thinking about Saul when Samuel died and he went and seeked the mediums. I mean, God prohibits that. It's an abomination. And I'm not saying that, you know, putting on a princess dress or putting on, you know, a pumpkin outfit is saying that you're you're serving and you're worshiping the Lord, but you're participating in a uh, demonic holiday. And I mean, what else are you doing? You're celebrating and it may be a little pumpkin now, but later it might be a bloody gory thing. Like, uh, Michael was saying. And so these are the things that have to, we have to make a decision, um, early on with our children. What are our boundaries? What are we standing for in the family? And then move forward with it and hold the line, and don't let anyone else to try to push you into other thoughts. We just want to make sure that people understand that look at this in a, a different perspective. look at it with the eyes of Jesus. does it glorify God? does putting on a pumpkin dress or whatever princess dress does that glorify God? I mean it's innocent, right? It's super innocent, but You're opening the gateway to your children to allow them to participate in things that are not evil. Set your mind on things that are above, not things of the earth, Colossians 3.2 says. And also, we're not to be conformed to this world. Romans 12.2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? We are to renew our minds, be different, don't conform, and press forward with our convictions that are biblically, our biblical convictions standing strong.
1: You know, and I think that's a a good example. I was just thinking how, you know, we were bringing up the Ouija boards. I mean, there's an example of where, well, it's just innocent. It's just fun. It's just the game. We're not really treating that as a way to really, for real, conjure up the dead. But, you know, are we playing with fire when we when we do that, I mean, back to Leviticus 19.31 says, give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. That's what you're doing. You're, uh, f- you're conjuring up a familiar spirit like Saul did with the witch of, of indoor to get direction because God had stopped talking to him. And God was very upset with Saul for doing that, for seeking after a witch to, to, see, to, to talk to the, the familiar spirit of Samuel Uh, to get direction, because that was specifically prohibited here in Leviticus um, 19.31, give no regard to medians and familiar spirits, do not seek after them to be defiled by them. And in 26, and the person who turns after medians and the familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, Mm -hmm. I will set my face against him, uh, that person, and cut him off from his people. Rather, sanctify yourselves, make yourselves holy, therefore, Mm -hmm. and be holy, for I am the Lord you're a God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Deuteronomy eighteen ten through 12 talks about there shall be found no one among you, anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, mm-hmm. or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, which is someone who foretells the future, mm-hmm. or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. That's a word just means it, it's just disgusts the Lord. It, it's it's so distasteful to him. Um, and, you know, God through Paul in 1 Corinthians states, but I say that the things. this is 1 Corinthians ten twenty. but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. Mm. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? You know, wow. God is a jealous God, yes. you know, and playing around, even if we think we're playing with a Ouija board, it's the same as having a picture of an old girlfriend or an old old boyfriend in your house and think that your spouse is not going to be upset and a little jealous. <laughs> there is a natural jealousy in relationships that demands exclusivity. And God is the same way. He says, I am a God, a jealous God, and I demand exclusivity. There will be no other gods before me and do have a picture of an idol. Have an idol in your house, or to be playing around with the devil, the enemy, with the occult. Yeah. Even if we think it's innocent, it's like having oh, it's just an innocent picture sitting around. It doesn't mean anything to me. God is a jealous God, and there's a natural jealousy there, and He does not want us to even play around. Have no part in the uh, in, in darkness, says Ephesians. Abstain from every form mm-hmm. of evil. God says in 1st Thessalonians 5:22 instead he wants us to hold fast to what is good and uh expose evil just the opposite um so and we we can we can um expose evil by abstaining from halloween in, in that case that's the position we take um here in our family uh i i'm i certainly can understand those christians who really struggle um with, with this and sometimes go back and forth on whether we should celebrate, uh, this holiday or not. Every, every family's probably got to draw this distinction, uh, differently. Um, I would, I would certainly at the very least advocate any strong believer to never have anything to do with the occult, you know, no going to haunted houses, no playing with Ouija boards, never dressing up as a, as a ghost or the devil, you know, the enemy, you know, this, this is playing around with the enemy. This is, this is putting on pictures of the darkness and, and the enemy that, that provokes God to jealousy. We certainly wouldn't want to have any, any part, um, in that. Um, so at the, at the very, at the very least, we have got to draw those very strict lines with our children, but we also have to worry about whether we're sending a conflicting message to them by allowing them to have some part in this holiday, so then they continue on with this conflicting message on what to do and who knows where they might take it or where their their children, who they will raise, might end up taking this holiday into areas that we would we would definitely object to.
0: Yeah, and like what you just said, our family does not participate and will not participate Um, We have drawn that fine line. We have boundaries um, that we have put in place and um, our daughter completely understands that. And we talk about it so that she can stand up for that, for those beliefs. But I just keep going back to our famous um, verse that we constantly talk about in our marriage ministry, Deuteronomy 6. Even verse seven, you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Basically, everything that the Lord is telling us to do in His Word, that's what we need to be teaching our children. And we can talk further about that um, passage, but you know, it just makes me think if I put those boundaries for my child. It is because I'm trying to protect her heart from worldly perspectives that could lure her in. And then she would become of the world. I have no control over her decisions later in life, but I do have control with you right now to set the boundaries and the standards of our home and what we represent. And we stand on the foundation and the rock, Jesus Christ. And so we, um, do not support halloween um i don't encourage christians to to actually celebrate it but if they're conflicted if you guys are conflicted you know go back and listen to these passages i'll put them in the show notes but these passages read them and see what god shows you because it's very clear it's very clear and i think if we make a stance on even this small thing it really increases our boldness to stand for bigger things. Small things make us stand for bigger things. So I guess to kind of end the show, is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners as we've hit a lot of strong points (laughs) and, you know, for those that know me, you know, my passion and you know, you know where I've come from and we've talked about this for years, but you know, I'm still standing strong. So we're you, still you, <laughs> standing. Yeah. I mean, you,
1: you could, you could probably tell we have some pretty strong views on, and that's based on the stance that, that we've taken. Um, we try to take um, a very strong stance with, with the Bible. We're very worried about allowing any of, of the culture that's contrary to the, to the Bible creep in. Um, Cause who knows where that, that might, that might lead. And it gives conflicting messages to, to our, to our children. Um, but that's, that's not to say that we don't have any understanding or compassion for all the parents that struggle with, with this issue, because, um, I mean, let's face it. I mean, we, we want our kids to have fun. We don't want to deprive them of anything and all these children are going around uh just dressing up and having fun and having candy and 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 you know we want our kids to have that too and we don't want to see the disappointment in their face when when they say well why can't I do that I'm just going to dress up like a princess I'm just going to dress up like the incredible hulk or some superhero and and just go around to some some trunks at church and get some, get some candy, you know, and it's a, it's a holiday at church. There's, it can't be wrong. Um, You know, why can't I do that? You know? And, and so we, we see that our church itself is conflicted with this, this holiday and other Christians are. And, and um, it's a hard struggle because it, it's always a hard struggle on how we're going to deal with the influences that are all around us in the culture. And we sympathize with that we understand that. Um, we hopefully have given you something to think about and to consider as, as we are addressing this issue. And, and the whole goal that we all try to do is to challenge each other's thinking. I love to have my thinking challenged. Um, I know Tanya is constantly challenging my thinking on, on several subjects. And and I like to do that because I, my whole goal is to do what I can to honor the Lord and to raise up my child to be a passionate Jesus follower. And if and I'm open to anybody um, pointing out to me that do we think that what we're doing here might help our child's faith or might hinder it in some way? Is it drawing him or her closer to the Lord? Or is there a possibility of, in, of just being too, too compromising with the culture and leading them down the wrong path that they may take in directions that we never saw coming um, as, as um, we didn't draw a very uh, firm enough line and a firm distinction on what God commands. And with the very firm message in our family that as for me and my house, we are following the Lord. I don't care what the culture is doing. I don't care what other people who say they're believers are doing. As for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. Show me pa show me scripture and verse for for what justifies whatever your decision that you've decided to do. You know, when we see the very strong verses in the Bible that says have nothing to do with darkness. Have right. nothing to do with witches and sorceries right. and familiar spirits and ghosts, have no part whatsoever to do with them, says the Lord. I am a jealous God. This is the enemy, don't have anything to do with the enemy. And and so we try to follow those commandments from God um very strictly.
0: Yeah, and uh he mentioned a couple things that we'll probably have to do another episode on um regarding dressing up. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, I think, you know, hopefully our listeners, um, can understand just exactly what, um, Michael said. And we, you know, we, we are open to hearing, uh, feedback, but like Michael said, we will serve the Lord. We will stand the word of God. And that's what we're going to do. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. And the culture wants to shake us so that we could be just like them and we will not do it. So no Halloween for us. We are coming to the end with our episode as we've talked about Halloween. And now you understand where we stand uh, with this particular holiday that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So we will continue pressing on in Christ until next time.
1: God bless.